0: The Spanish Announce Table.
1: Hey, yo. It is episode 376 of the Spanish Announce Table. Tom, I mean, I was going to ask you, like, what's going on, what's new? And, I mean, outside of anything crazy, I mean, I think there's a heavy air in the wrestling world. And,
0: I mean. Yeah, look. Yeah, it's uh, one bad thing led into another bad thing. Uh, and it's just been kind of sad. So, uh, you know, I, I think we're going to cover both topics in the news. But uh, I think the the topic of the week was the unfortunate passing of Scott Hall, mm-hmm. a.k.a. Razor Ramon. Yeah. Um, And that, man, it just stinks. It just stinks. And I think the reason why it stinks so much for me is because he went through so much addiction, problems and issues just with staying on the straight and narrow. Right. And for him to pass away because of complications from a surgery, just, it just gets under my skin, right? It's like he got through all of this stuff. Just to have, and again, it's no one's fault as far as like complications from a surgery, right? It wasn't as if, you know, it was a botched surgery or whatever it was. And hey, everyone, don't go to the medical professionals. I'm not saying any of that. It just is like, man, he got through the alcohol, the drugs. I'm not
1: saying any of that. It just is like, <laughs> Sorry, feedback.
0: Yeah, no, it's all good. And so it just felt like, man, that just it just stinks 63 is not that old i mean it's not it is in pro wrestling right like that is very old in pro wrestling especially the life they yeah, live but
1: not for that right like that that's the whole weird emotions of it all is that we we could have lost scott hall 20 years ago 10 years ago. oh yeah mm-hmm. and we're not for ddp and and jake roberts i mean we i mean you know it feels right to shout them out like it feels like they gave us scott hall for well more years
0: and also scott hall's commitment to being clean right like it's well, one thing to say hey i want to help you but A unless desire you
1: to, to live help yourself say,
0: right? yeah yeah so well um, and yes so,
1: but it, of course the ptsd of it all too with what happened with them and stuff so like i, I i've i've lost very close family members to mm-hmm suffering through ptsd and then the subsequent alcoholism and Mm -hmm. it was a fall that that led to his death i mean like i I know it it's it feels wrong right it feels like you were robbed Mm -hmm. of somebody because you know i mean it it was in the news recently we didn't discuss it on here because that was you know it didn't feel like a big story like he was going for hip surgery right and this happens, you know, unfortunately, like, this is another thing where they say, like, you know what I mean? Remember to tell the people you love that you love them while they're here because, like, like Bob Saget passed away from a fall in mm-hmm. his 60s, right? Like, we say, like, oh, man, you fall, you know, even if you break something, you, you know, you go to the doctor. Like, you know, our age and below, you know, yeah, right? Like, 99% chance nothing's going to go wrong there, right? But... Well, and I think age, also.
0: You know? Well, but I also think sixty-year-olds should be going to the doctor too. I'm not saying like Scott should have just stayed in his living room and like just deal with a broken hip, but um, no. But I'm just saying. But
1: that's like that's it can lead to complications, right? Like of the course, whole like yeah. your body just like oh, we'll take the anesthesia and we'll you know we'll we'll put you under mm-hmm. and we'll reset everything. Like yeah, your body's You know what I mean? Like you'll lose. Like people die from complications of a fall. Yeah. Uh, more often no, than does. I think we're we're, we're I, that dusty roads comes to mind too you know right. um, yeah. and it's sad and so it's- it, it really sucks because like scott hall was probably favorite of all time of like he's this coolest guy in the room right like every mannerism everything like nobody was out cooling scott hall no anywhere Yeah.
0: No, he, and, and the thing about him is that it never felt forced. It never felt like Mm -hmm. when he had to like go through the curtain, that's when he turned it on. It felt like the Scott hall that you saw cutting a promo with the NWO in 1998 was the same Scott hall. You would have probably met in 1986 or 2006 or 2016. It's the same guy at any point in his life at any kind of function as well right like you meet him at a meet and greet or you meet him at a wrestling show it's the same just like that fucking guy is the coolest person here now kevin nash also was cool i'm not trying to say like it was only scott hall and no one else but in the nwo wcw the, the attitude era and i'm putting i'm lumping in and i'm not trying to be prisoner of the moment here i this is just honestly how i feel but you lump in the rock and stone cold and goldberg and sting and all, and like scott hall is going to be the one that they kind of default to of like he's he's fucking
1: so cool. and, and i think we've talked about this before not about scott hall but just this idea of of coolness right so we've got a very subjective term in cool right Mm -hmm. comic book nerds think something is cool that we do not define as cool however unilaterally everybody understands who the cool person in the room is right Mm -hmm. and it's Mm -hmm. usually somebody who has the demeanor and and just the whole charisma of a guy like scott hall right it's the confidence it's the the looks it's the it's the it's everything. Everything he did just oozed coolness. And, you know, I think, God, 95, 96, I'm 15, 16 years old. He's everything I want to be. West Side Gun said it. Like, I, I didn't want to be Jordan. I wanted to be Scott Hall. Yeah. Right? Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm doing right. the moves walking in when I'm trying to be cool. Um, you know what I mean? Like, the stance. I, I. So, this one really did hurt. I mean, it just yeah, felt... But- I don't think I've felt like this sadness from a wrestler death since maybe Macho Man is from yeah. like a nostalgia standpoint.
0: Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. But this one, you know, Macho Man, cause I'm, I'm just a little bit younger than you. Macho Man was amazing. And I do have plenty of fond memories of him in the NWO coming over to WCW kind of the late run uh, in WWF as well. But like Scott Hall's whole you know, main part of his career, because obviously, you know, he did stuff here in Kansas City at Central States and things like that. But like his whole run from a Razor Ramon character to Scott Hall in WCW, like that was when I was, you know, all my memories are fresh then, right? I can recall, you know, the tag team match with Kevin. Uh, Nash and Scott Hall where they beat Rey Mysterio and had to make him take off his mask. Like I remember that. And I remember him jumping the rail and saying, you don't know who I am. And there was a person I'll never forget it. There's a person with a chief's t-shirt, which I still will never understand because they were not in Kansas city, but there was a person with the chief's t-shirt and he's wearing a cutoff denim shirt. Like, that's the other thing who who could pull that off he could still pull that off like today like if he wore that six months ago it's like yeah it's fucking scott hall like of course he wears that here's the thing though that i want to say about scott hall that i think is underappreciated and his coolness factor is off the charts right because even even like you knew it was him because I, i sent this to you uh through text message or something like that um, Scott Hall, when he made his ECW debut, came out to Fuji's and even that was cool. And you know that that wasn't like, uh, Paul Heyman says, Hey, Scott Hall tonight, I want you to come out to the Fuji's That's Scott Hall saying like, I know what's fucking cool. And these people are going to love it. And they fucking did. Right. Yeah. But what, what I wanted to say though, that I think is underappreciated about Scott Hall is I'm not saying he's the best of all time. I'm not trying to make this argument that I'm taking Scott Hall over Ric Flair and Hulk Hogan yeah. and all that stuff. I'm no, not I'd saying call that.
1: my favorite, but not the best.
0: Right. What I will say though, is as far as versatility, I'm not sure that there's a wrestler better than him. Maybe Shawn Michaels to the rock to a certain extent, but like Scott Hall could wrestle Kevin Nash or Diesel at the time, or the giant who's big show. You know what I mean? He could wrestle those guys and bump like he's, you know, Rey Mysterio or Eddie Guerrero, right? Like he's bumping everywhere.
1: And he could do that like with the charisma of still being like a top level main event performer, hang with these people and not just be a Dolph Ziggler who can kind of do that you know what I mean but still doesn't shine at the same level right he wouldn't have to compete with their shine it was great
0: but but the thing is is so he can bump yeah like a Dolph Ziggler right bump for bump and I know Dolph Ziggler's known for the greatest selling of all time but go back and watch Scott Hall's matches with Goldberg or with Giant or uh with DDP you know even people like that he could bump like a small guy but then when he was wrestling, the Chris Jericho's, the Eddie Guerrero's, the Dean Malinko's, he was the big fucking guy who catches your crossbody, body, sack fall of shit away slam. slam. Yeah. And <laughs> then like, well, this guy's fucking bigger than everyone else. And I just He's don't think. a big think, dude. Right. And I just don't think that people understood like the versatility that yeah. he could plug and play where, mm-hmm. hey, you need to have a, you know, more of a brawl style match with Sting. He's going to give you that. You need him to eat the fucking pin so they can get to Hulk Hogan. He can do that. Did it all with a smile too. Right. But do you need him also to like push down the mid Carter before he can elevate to that main event level? Yep. He can do that too. So I just, he's just so valuable. Yeah. And I don't know that we look back and think of him that way because like, look at, I mean, the other thing that I think is, you know, he was intercontinental champion, right? And people remember him as the intercontinental champion. But I think we think of him as the intercontinental champion who was a character guy. But I I would challenge anyone who would say that, not to say he wasn't a good character, but go back during that run, and he is a workhorse just like the Bret Harts and Mr. Perfects and, you know, fill in the blanks. And that, I think, was underappreciated about his career.
1: Oh, yeah. Um, And I think another thing that, doesn't get addressed in the level of his influence is so Hogan credits him with a lot of his look and style of that time sting said he told him he's like hey have you ever seen the crow and he's like no what do you do and then there's that and just like yeah all of these little things there's stories from everybody about that where he's like force gumping his way through some of the people's biggest moments and I mm-hmm. just that's another part that makes me sad that, A, because of his addictions and and his status with the company at that point, like, we never got that. We had NXT in the Performance Center. Like, you've said this, where how is somebody who hadn't been to the top going to train these kids how to get to the top? So now we've got Shawn Michaels in there, but I don't think Shawn Michaels is still all with it, you know, when we hear him talk. Man, that we couldn't have got a scott hall there for five ten years think of where some of these guys could be yeah could and
0: be. you know you got to see a little bit I, re- I recall i don't even remember what the show was maybe it was tough enough or i don't know what it was but scott hall did do a, a quick uh stop to nxt and it was him and baron corbin and he was walking with baron corbin and talking with him and was like hey like me and you kind of built the same i'm gonna tell you that you're a prick and Baron Corbin's like yeah I'm a prick and he's like well then let's work with you being a prick and then they kind of developed a little bit more of his career now obviously Baron Corbin wasn't what he is today but I think a little bit of those uh pieces of advice that Scott Hall gave to Baron Corbin is still probably used today and so yeah his mind for the business I think
1: it sounds like was it was incredible his first love I, I re-watched um his documentary um mm-hmm. on the WWE Network and he said, like, he, he grew up watching Dusty Rhodes. He just wanted to be Dusty Rhodes, which, how many mm-hmm. times have we heard that? Yeah. Uh, throughout wrestling folklore. Yeah. Um, and I mean, gosh, man, I think you got about as close as you could get, right?
0: Yeah. He was, he was outstanding. Uh, yeah. Like you said, the Forrest Gump almost is because, yeah, he was one of the main partners. He came up with the Razor the...
1: Ramon gimmick. You know what I mean? Or yeah. at least, like, the basis well, of yeah. it.
0: Yeah. Which was, you know, Culture appropriation, but oh sure, every everything at that time was right. A garbage man was being culture appropriated. He also
1: never seemed to do it with malice. It was never yeah.
0: It was me saying or it was him saying like this is cool. Not I'm just going to rip off that.
1: I honestly like at the time like you know what I mean. A lot of them would probably tell you that's what they were you know trying to be. Mm -hmm. He had that Ric Flair ability to cross cultural boundaries where everybody Mm -hmm. just I think that's where like. This kind of thing is forgiven on Scott Hall because everybody's, yeah, but fuck it. Scott Hall is the coolest guy in the world. He doesn't mean anything, but right. You know what I mean? Like, just everybody unilaterally understands that, and he could have done whatever he wanted. Yeah, no, there is a small
0: group of pro wrestlers that I think fall in that category where it's like, doesn't matter your background, you think that that guy's cool, right? Like, Ric Flair was probably the first example. Then you have a Razor Ramon. And now, today, kids, and again, we're, we're maybe not the exact demo, but like, Jeff Hardy, go to yeah. any, any minority wrestling fan or white wrestling fan, and they're going to tell you, like, Jeff Hardy's fucking cool, yep. right? Like, yeah. again, some people transcend.
1: Not- their own cultures and races and nationalities and all that stuff to capture the minds of people worldwide.
0: Yeah. It's just, yeah, he was incredible. And I, 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 I just think, I think I have said this on the podcast before, but like just the matches that fill time, right? Like, Back in college when you're having to write a paper, or if you're still in college and you have to write a paper, putting on a Scott Hall segment, regardless if that's a backstage promo in WWF with Ric Flair, or it's the NWO in WCW, like it just, it just feels like comfort food. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It just felt like, yeah, this is what I want to watch at any point in my life.
1: I watch back that WrestleMania ten ladder match because I know everybody talks about it, and and I mean like it still holds up. I think it's also a class in where we talk about like, I think where we maybe have been misspeaking on why we don't like say the newer young bucks style that we call it right is because mm-hmm. I think the the true art in the match is that selling right. It's not about the move, like it was when Scott Hall was getting an arm bar and he looked like he was really in pain from this little one hundred thirty pound nothing, you know mm. what I mean, yanking on his arm and they milked that for a few seconds, right? And you're like, Oh, you know what I mean? Like what what's gonna happen here? I just think like it it felt like he was doing things at at the height of its oh of it's you know what I mean, yeah. art form, if you will.
0: Oh, of course. And, you know, again, this can be an all night just love fest of mm-hmm. what Scott Hall's career was. But again, yeah. you also think about how he elevated others. One of his most iconic matches in his entire career is losing to the one, two, three kid at Monday Night Raw, right? Like yeah. that was insane. And A great watch, program
1: from start to finish. That whole series of matches of, of putting over the kid.
0: Which put him into a baby face, right? He started off as a heel. He yep. loses to one, two, three kid. And again, if you watch that, X-Pac or Sean Waltman, whatever we're calling him, will tell you like, hey, right here, I didn't know what I was doing. And Scott Hall like put me in the right spot to get us to the next spot. And, And so it's like, you know, that's a part of his iconic career is getting others over like a one, two, three kid. And then we talk about, you know, the character work of the Razor Ramon. And then obviously backstage, we haven't even touched on that. The guaranteed money that now people today are still benefiting from. That was him and Kevin Nash,
1: and so, when he left yeah. first, right. You know that's what I mean. I'm saying, like like he he told Kevin to do it. You know, like it's yeah, oh, yeah. It's but so, like much, his, influence. so yeah, much influence, so much influence on the wrestling industry.
0: His uh, fingerprints, I think, are in more spots in pro wrestling than people realized.
1: Oh yeah, that's why I said he might be the most like widely influential wrestler of all time.
0: Yeah, I he, mean, I think you incredible. might have said
1: Dusty Rhodes prior to that, but right. But I mean, jeez. For at least for people alive now, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's, ah, oh, gosh, man. It's a sad loss. Um, I can't tell you how many times I imitated Scott Hall growing up. Oh, or even maybe still the Razor Walk? To, yeah.
0: The Razor Walk? Anytime I had to go through anything that was tight was the Razor Walk, mm-hmm. right? Like let's just say yeah. there's a oh, and then there's the corner. You do the razor walk. Yeah. And you think of razor, right? Like, you don't think of anyone else. Well, yeah, he's the coolest fucking and guy And still in the world. nothing
1: cooler than getting hit with the Pepsi or whatever and yeah. not even selling it and just being like, just, he's still mid-sentence. The thing hits him and he's just like, fuck that. It just
0: keeps yeah. on going. Oh, yeah there's so many other moments uh, you know there was a time i don't even remember what the show was but it, it's a memory etched in my brain but there was an mtv spring break and mm-hmm. it was during the in early stages of the nwo and it was six who's you know sean waltman kevin nash scott hall and even then like that's out of their element they're talking to bill bellamy and you know all these fucking mtv personalities and even then it's Scott Hall's the fucking coolest guy here. You know what I yeah. mean? Like the musicians, I remember Bush, the band Bush, you know, uh, the lead singer, Gavin, whatever his name is, was like, that guy is fucking cool. Yeah. Like, and he didn't watch wrestling and he knew right. that this guy was awesome. Like
1: he's yeah, he has awesome. a unique blend of being, I, I think to get a superstar, the likes of Scott Hall, you have to have these attributes that he had that it's hard to find in in a single person. A, they have to be the coolest person in the room, right? That's few and far between. But then they mm-hmm. also have to be an athletic specimen, yep, right?
0: Who can oh, take instruction
1: was. well and willing to put in the workload and the time, you mm-hmm. know, to learn this industry and the desire to want to put people over and just the love of it from the beginning of it. You know what I mean? That eagerness. And man, I... <laughs> throwing darts if you're if you're catching somebody who manages to catch all those things gets into wrestling and doesn't get injured or doesn't you know what i mean have some other tragic thing happen that you may not see the likes of a scott hall ever again in any of your lifetime you know
0: yeah yeah he's incredible
1: yeah well let's move on and hit a couple other news stories um i don't think we like either of these but we'll, we'll get we'll get into it we'll talk about it <laughs> Big E suffered a broken neck during a SmackDown match where he was suplexed by Ridge Holland, but landed on the top of his head first. Big E was stretchered away from ringside, and it was later confirmed he indeed has a broken neck. I mean, they did say there you know what I mean, like there wasn't um, as bad a damage as there could have been, right? Like as far as like neck breaks go, like they didn't—it's not requiring surgery, if I remember correctly.
0: That's correct. However, there is a doctor who has been a consultant with WWE. And he does not have the information of seeing these cat scans and x-rays and things like that. However, from his point of view, with his history of neck injuries and obviously working with the pro wrestling industry, he is alluding to the fact that, Hey, it's fantastic that biggie doesn't need surgery. He can walk, he's moving his arms, he's moving his legs and all of that stuff. But as far as, as far as his in ring career, We ain't seeing that, I guess. It's just weird how, like,
1: I mean, yeah, that doctor is well experienced, right? But, like I said, he doesn't Mm -hmm. have the stuff. But, like, man, we can see Moss, Madcap Moss, take the same fall, almost like, I mean, you saw his neck compress. He was up and at it, but yet, like, like, it's just, you know, angles. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Look, it's the weirdest thing. And I don't mean to, you know, make this about myself. I, I fell on my head, mm-hmm. right? I could have easily broke my neck as well. I suffered a bruised spine and a slight tear in between my C something and C You were momentarily whatever. paralyzed, weren't you? Yeah, I couldn't mm-hmm. move anything. So it, the neck is the weirdest thing in the world, right? It's yeah. not one of those things where it's like, well, if you roll an ankle, you should expect two weeks and then you'll be fine. Yeah. Like. The neck. There's can... so many
1: things, so many yeah. nerves and and,
0: and so, bones and There's muscles. so much there,
1: and I mean, like a, a guy like Biggie does have you know a thick neck, but like we're saying, like it's just a matter of compression and stuff. Like your spine, take the same blow whether you got muscles all around it or not. Oh yeah. Um. Now, and sometimes I've heard that like when you don't need surgery is almost more kind of what that doctor's saying because like we can't ensure that it's going to hold up. If we if we're surgering it. You know, when we get a look in there, if we put some rods in here, we go like, "All right, man, just don't take any fucking pile drivers." Yeah. You know what I mean, like that kind of shit. But when you don't have that, sometimes that's a little more limiting. Even though, like, you know, I mean, surgery. Well, as we said, surgery can bring complications. So if they mm-hmm. can avoid surgery, they would like to.
0: Yeah, and, and I mean, look, it, it's a really horrible situation. However, the most important thing is he is walking. He is moving yes. his arms. He can move his fingers. Like. If, if again, this would suck, but if his in-ring career is the absolute worst thing that happens in that situation, yeah. we're okay. We, we, you know what we I mean? Like,
1: and I will say this, um, w- with Big E and that kind of injury, Like, as much as we shit on WWE for being some shitbag people running that company, mm, they have taken oh, care of people in those moments. Like Corey Graves still has a job. You know what i mean like biggie's personality his likability if he wants to be working there even if he can't work in the ring they will provide him something to do
0: oh his his ability outside of the ring i think is off the charts as far as um opportunities (laughs) look at what he was doing when he was the wwe champion he was introducing sean porter at his boxing match with uh, i believe terrence crawford He was doing uh, the introductions for the Iowa football team when they faced, I think Nebraska or something like he and his voiceover work is he could do, he could go do cartoons next week, right? And have a career as a voice actor for the rest of his life. Yeah. The vocal abilities he has, he could always have a job somewhere. And then to your point, yeah, WWE, I think knowing him and how they do and liking him how they how they do as well we'll find something right he will be the host of a show or he will be a commentator if he can't wrestle again now again we could say look edge they said wasn't ever coming back he's at wrestlemania same
1: thing neck injury
0: right brian danielson was never coming back he's in the greatest thing right now in pro wrestling with john moxley so it's not as if yeah, it's again, that's one doctor who admitted
1: that like, I don't have the stuff in front of me, but like, I would need to see something on there that I'm not expecting to see.
0: Right, exactly. That would tell so, me he's
1: going to do it again.
0: Yeah, so again, I
1: think... Now the thing is each doctor is a little more, there's a variance on whether they're lenient on whether they would advise that or not. So maybe he's hard ass. You know what I mean? Who knows?
0: Yeah, but again, I think the thing that we need to take uh, take stock in is that Tomorrow or six months from now, Big E can still walk to his car right. and drive to the right. next destination. Yeah, he doesn't or whatever need constant it support to, right. to be alive. So right? that's, I think, the most important thing yeah. here.
1: Yeah. Now, what do you like watching the move? Is that a Rich Holland issue and they need to do something I, about that? Uh, look, or?
0: No, I think it's one of those honest things. And again, not to make this about myself, but like, it just there's always a probability of something bad happening. Wrong
1: place, wrong time.
0: And yeah, when you do the move, whatever it is, ten thousand times, and let's just say the probability is seven of these thousand moves, this is going to happen. Well, that was one of the seven. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, well,
1: yeah, you have kind of two things, right? Like, so even if Ridge Holland, like, like you said, ten thousand times he suplex somebody. You know, if there's a 99.99% chance, well, that 0.1% chance that he's a little under-rotated or whatever. And then you take all the probabilities of, like, well, okay, but he could have landed on a shoulder or a neck or a head. But, like, this one aligned up. And sometimes you have these just, you know what I mean? Like, like worse odds of getting hit by lightning or something. But, like, it happens. And shit yeah. happens sometimes. And that's really, like, uh.
0: I think... I think there's a difference, and I'm and I don't mean to throw this wrestler under the bus, but it's the example that comes to mind. I think there's a difference when Rich Holland has a belly to belly and throws Big E as he did, and Brie Bella kinda closing her eyes and doing her little kicks and ends up knocking out Liv Morgan. Yes. Right. Those two things are different. Yeah, one and is I think like if-
1: the guy's trying to lift a massive human being.
0: And again, the probability right. of I've done this a thousand times, this happens to be the one time that it screwed up where Brie Bella is looking in the crowd or has her eyes closed and just throwing kicks. It's like, well, you're just doing that unsafe. Like that's, that's not how you do this. Right. So there's, I right. think the difference where you can, And I, I, that's not a diss on Brie Bella, It was just the example, oh, sure. but like, <laughs> you can, well, yeah, but like you <laughs> can point to, Hey, you did this incorrectly. <laughs> and then hey this is a physical
1: yeah you know it's one thing to say to rich holland you could have got a wider base and got underneath yourself and it's like okay you go pick up biggie and show me right? well, like, then,
0: yeah and yeah. also after nine to ten minutes of a wrestling match too right, right? like i'm exactly. exhausted and all these other things yeah. as and well, he's so. sweaty
1: right yeah, yeah. right yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah so all right before we hit the final news story which we're really not gonna like i want to shout out my block strongest man in the chat on youtube which we am we implore you, join us live while we're yeah. simul-streaming on the Twitter and the YouTube uh, chat with us, tweet us. Uh, he says, you guys know how much I love Bret Hart, but even I thought it was uh, hilarious when Razor kept pronouncing his name as the Hit mang, uh, which is so – the way he said mang, uh mang. about everything, which, again, you know what I mean? Like in today's day and age, maybe that's a, a, a bad thing that goes, you know, not well for somebody, but um,
0: – It wasn't meant with – malicious intent it was yeah. meant to say i want to be different well
1: than... he was trying to put on an accent that he didn't really well yeah have, but it's know.
0: also i'm trying to be different than diesel who is also kind of similar to psycho sid who's also kind of similar to you know like you yeah. have to say this is my avenue of originality so
1: yep right yeah uh and check out my block strongest man check out his yeah, yeah. Stuff. Check really out his strong figures. man stuff if you're into that stuff
0: Arr,
1: mm-hmm. look at that which we strong are not man we're, i mean we're yeah. strong men
0: Rrr, look at that. Man, That's you how you my arm some, is. That's how it some, is with yeah. muscles.
1: Yeah, we got some 12.4 inch pythons there. What do we that. got? There
0: we go.
1: 12.4 Rrr. inch. <laughs> I like that. I like that. All right, here's the final news story. You excited? No. <clears throat> I can't even say this. Queen Charmel will join Vader and the Undertaker. In the 2022 WWE Hall of Fame class, former Miss Black America and WCW Nitro Girl, Charmel signed with WWE through Ohio Valley Wrestling in 2001 and was most prominently featured as Queen Charmel, wife of King Booker, after Booker T. won the 2006 King of the Ring tournament. Um, Interesting left turn at Albuquerque, right? We go Undertaker, Vader, Queen Charmel. I don't think anybody would have liked, if we polled... Twenty thousand wrestling fans, over the last however long, nobody would have suggested that name.
0: I can't even think <laughs> of anything she did.
1: Yeah, like I remember I mean, her. Being I remember her.
0: R- I remember her being next to King Booker. Right. Like as far as like her moments, driving her story Yeah, driving a story yeah I don't know. Actually, I, there is one. And I uh, don't think they're going to talk about it. But it was when Kurt Angle wanted to rape her. Remember that? Remember when Kurt Angle was like, I just want to just grab her. And, you know, that yeah. was weird.
1: You know what comes to mind when I think Queen Charmel is I remember Vince McMahon saying the N-word and Booker T like looking over and being like, tell me he didn't just say that. Mm-hmm. Was right? It, that was her, right? Yeah, I believe so. Yep.
0: Was it also... Did, wasn't she afraid of the boogeyman? That's what yes. led to well, the boogeyman yeah. and Booker T's. Uh,
1: I believe that's right.
0: WrestleMania match. So there you go. We're we're really scraping at the bottom of the barrel with thinking like what was her signature match?
1: Yeah, why aren't we? Are we gonna get uh, Playboy Buddy Rose's blowaway diet like then that? Yeah. <laughs> <I think that's... laughs> why don't we just?
0: Well, there's an the old fucking... guy reference. Yeah, that was a good one. Why don't yeah. we just put in the fucking you know. Uh, the two can for uh, um, Coco Beware, not put in Coco Beware, he's already in. Let's put it Yo, in the what fucking about Phineas I. Godwin?
1: Remember.
0: Yeah, what uh, what about um, what about uh, Chris Jericho's security guard? What was his name? Oh, in WCW, Ralphus, Rufus. Ralphus, Ralphus. Yeah, let's, let's put in Ralphus, right? Like,
1: that's what we're getting with Queen Charmel, and this, this is, is what I-, I told you, you guys went too many people each year. Like, what? I get, like, it's not always single individuals, but I would do, like, four, three or four max each year of, like, entities, right? If we're doing the NWO, and then we're doing a person, and then we're doing a tag team, or a celebrity, or whatever. Maybe you do a fourth with a celebrity, like I'm saying, um, you know, that's kind of out there. But even that, I don't know you've got a celebrity every year. I don't know that you would guarantee a celebrity every year. I know they do it because it's fucking... Paparazzi yeah. material yeah. But Jesus Christ This is It's a joke now Right Like so, not to say, I don't uh, want to say Queen Charmelle's a joke Like she put in a lot of work A lot of time right, A lot of effort Did these performances And Great Anya Of course Like If you work somewhere For several years And they're like You want to join our Hall of Fame You absolutely do that Of course But uh, like yeah, I don't but, want to say She's not deserving I guess But like
0: Well but I will Because okay. there's, a, there's a There's a difference Right Like l- l- Let's use real professional sports For just a quick second Right I love baseball One of the signature baseball players in Kansas City growing up was Mike Sweeney. He was awesome. You loved Mike Sweeney. He was an all-star. He could hit a double if you needed it. All the great stuff. He's not a fucking Hall of Famer. Yeah. Yeah. Like, there's a threshold to get into the Hall of Fame.
1: And it's your reference. You said at times, like, people need to get over, like, the Hall of Fame. In some aspect of, like, it's not always, like, these are the best to do it. It's the Hall of Fame, right? Famous. They have some fame. But she doesn't meet that criteria either. If she's walking around your local Walmart right now, you're not going to be like, Queen Charmel. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, you're not even going to notice her.
0: Yeah. If you were to do a meet and greet and you were to put Queen Charmel and Virgil next to each other, who's getting more people? Honest to God, who's getting more people? Virgil is
1: getting more people.
0: Yeah. Like, and that's... It's nothing against her. It's the threshold of famous and also body of work,
1: and neither one she meets. Yeah, that's this feels like. I mean, I know they're in Texas, but like, does she have a local Texas draw, like Booker T does with his little wrestling reality? Is there some kind of deal they're working for Booker that where he was like? That's what I
0: was thinking. Is like Booker went to uh, Vince and says, "Hey, Tony Khan offered me a couple, you know, different." uh, possibilities to manage FTR or whatever it is. And Vince is like, what do you want? Hey, I'll put your wife in, I'll put your wife into the hall of fame. She loves that. Right. That'd be awesome. And then, Hey, Queen Charmel's is in your hall of fame. That's what I'm thinking. Weird. I'm thinking there's something really weird, backstage. Right? Yeah. And what is she going to say? thanks and walk off? Booker
1: like, T's got some photos of McMahon in compromising positions. Something. <laughs> I don't know. Something. All right, well, then let's. that's the news that I had. Those are the biggest stories, right? Uh, once again, I mean, rest in peace. Hey, yo. Uh, Scott Hall. Uh, I don't think there's anybody I'll, I'll, I'll ever consider my favorite over him. I've yet to see the person yet.
0: Yeah, he's awesome. Yeah. He is definitely awesome.
1: Yeah. But let's get into AW, which is what? Our love. Our love in pro wrestling is right now all the oh, wrestling man. and aw dynamite let's break it down Tom. you got the card up i do got the card up but for before we get into
0: this what did you think of dynamite last night oh, it was God, it's fun again always well, going here's out to the party here's the thing that you just realized because i think it was two hmm. weeks ago or maybe even last week i don't know things are blending into each other but there was one crowd for dynamite where dynamite put on an exceptional show. It wasn't an all time classic. It wasn't going to be something that is going to be written about as far as the history of this company. However, it was a very good show and that crowd sat on their hands the entire time and it made it such an odd experience. Last night in San Antonio, this crowd acted as if, you know, uh, Tay Conti just walking out to wave high was a fucking highlight of their night. You know what I mean? Everything was incredible to them, which just made the at-home viewing experience just that much better. That was the first thing I wanted to say is that crowd, uh, you know, credit to them for making this uh, an even better episode than what it actually yeah. was. Not to say it was bad at all, but they they deserve
1: some credit. Crown for helps. I know, like, there's a fine line to walk, right? of being making it about yourself and then enhancing the thing i think if you're doing chants that don't make sense that's when you're crossing the line right if you're you know what i mean like if you're if you're, if you're chanting what over somebody when steve austin's nowhere around or didn't even make a reference like it just doesn't make sense right like right. Mm-hmm. but if you're you know what I mean? If you're just just be into the things that you're into and just chant it out, right? Like, and that's that's the deal, right? I think well, it makes for a hyped crowd when you get excited to be there.
0: Well, let's get right into what they were into. And that was the entrances for the first match. You had Adam Cole and Red Wagon uh, taking on yeah. Hangman Adam Page yes. and Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus, Jurassic Express. And these three entrances, because Red Wagon comes out with Adam Cole it acted as if it was the main event of a pay-per-view like Mm -hmm. they were incredible for this
1: loved it yeah i loved it um god the jungle boy song like or the you know Mm -hmm. jurassic express song always gets you hyped like you want to be in on it and then hangman i mean everybody loves hangman so like you're, you're, you're i geek will still say
0: this i will still say this and this may be biased because i do like hangman that much <laughs> but you put his song in any situation and it fits i don't give a shit what it is you want to go ask your boss for a raise play that song as you're walking into the office you want to ask a girl out uh, for a first date, play that song and it works. You got to fight the bully at the end of the school day. Play that song and it works. That you want to do all those things? Awesome. Play that yeah, song and it works. It works. It's <laughs> just that song pumps me the fuck up. I don't even like country. Stuff. I don't even like country stuff. And this motherfucker wants me to buy. A yeah, cowboy that's more hat. like a
1: Western style yeah, thing. Leslie, yeah, you know I, mean? yeah,
0: yeah. I, I want to buy a fucking cowboy yeah. hat. And it fucking, makes you
1: feel like you're like in the moment mm-hmm. focus on the goal yeah it's, it's time to kill happen. it mm-hmm.
0: yeah it's awesome now here's the thing that i love you can't be anything snatch- but
1: the hero with that music playing
0: behind you exactly it's the fucking coolest thing in the world that whoever made that music credit to you chef's kiss Is that uh, maybe he's awesome know. he if he does credit to you you're awesome here was the thing though as we've talked about in the past where the moves don't always matter, you know what I mean? Right. It's the story. Don't matter. Yeah. I will say though, Cesaro, this is where you got to do something different because hangman had a hot tag where he does the follow away slam into the suicide dive into a clothesline over the ropes into another suit. Like that's a Cesaro hot tag and hangman did it just as good. And so that's where I left, like going, "Hey Cesaro, you're out here in free agency. You need to develop something else because we got guys that are just doing what you're doing."
1: You know what he could do when the hot tag isn't a thing he can do anymore. The failed hot tag.
0: Hey, I still the yes
1: failed hot tag.
0: Yes, but Hangman's hot tag was <laughs> yeah. Hangman out- can't fail at the hot tag, right? But his hot tag hot tag was outstanding. Yeah, oh, I agree with
1: you. He killed it the, the crowd timing loved on something it. like that too is harder than it looks, right? Like everybody's got to be in their spot. You got to take endurance. your steps right. Yeah, and endurance, well, you got to have some gusto. Yeah, you got some You got to keep running. You got some lungs <laughs> you, on you.
0: Yeah, you can't just walk to the next spot. You got to make it look believable. So, he was outstanding. Jungle Boy was great. Luchasaurus, you know, here's the thing that people I think need to start realizing We give so much shit to WWE for calling all these old-timers to carry a card, right? We're calling on old man Goldberg, calling on old man Edge and all that. We got 65,000-year-old Luchasaurus up here still getting it done. So, like, it it can happen. So, Goldberg, step it up. Dustin Rhodes and Luchasaurus,
1: two oldest guys to ever work a match ever. I think so.
0: Well, Sting as well. Uh, Because I think Sting's
1: older than Sting's, I think, 89 years old.
0: I, I believe you're right.
1: Yep. I believe you're right.
0: After so that table fall, I think
1: he was 60 something, but the table fall. It
0: adds years to your life. That's for sure. So Adam Cole gets the victory. He gets the, the knee to the back of the head of jungle boy. So what do you think happens after this match? Cause the bad guys won, which is kind of interesting because you had the super of super teams, right? It's your heavyweight champion and your tag team champions. And I know they're not, like, Red Wagon and Adam Cole as far as, like, best buddies, but,
1: like, you would think those... I think you're right. I think we're getting a Kenny Omega-Adam Cole showdown here soon. And so I think maybe this is just to, like, ease into we're going to get Red Wagon up against Jurassic Express.
0: Yeah, Um, I can see that. You know what I mean?
1: So, but, uh, you know, what Hangman does following that and how they break away Adam Cole because you would think he'd be like, all right, give me a title shot again. Right. Like
0: Brian. Okay. Well, I'll beat you clean. I'll beat you clean again.
1: Yeah. So I don't now, know where they go from there, but
0: here's an interesting thing that I thought, and we're going to jump around just a little bit, but we'll get back on track hey, later on in the show. Fucking show. Right. Later we on. In the show, we want FTR, hey, yo. FTR <laughs> is cutting a promo with Tony Schiavone backstage. And before they could even say like, other than the reason they fired Tolly Blanchard, uh, Young Bucks came out and they just said, hey, you're the second best tag team as long as we're here, which is telling you that they think FTR is better than Red Wagon. That's the part where I was like, if I'm Red Wagon, I'm coming up to you and going like, like best? hey, I know, we're tr- I know we're trying to diss FTR. Like you guys FTR. are placing
1: yourself third because we're first, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, like.
1: It I sounds exactly what, think- what Kyle O'Reilly would say. Be like, that must mean you think you guys are like third or worse? Cause like we're number one, clearly. And everyone right. understands that.
0: Yeah. But for them to say that FTR is second, I would walk up and go, no, I get you're trying to diss FTR, but you know, like we're better than them. And so as a slip of the tongue, and I think again, details matter in AEW, right? More than any other promotion that I can think of off the top of my head, details matter there. I think that comment might come back to bite Young Bucks in the ass because they're trying to dig at FTR. Meanwhile, their frenemies over here are listening to what they have to say.
1: Details matter in AEW for some. I think it's that. I mean, I think Young Bucks pay attention to the details. The Bullet Club is full of these little, you know, twists and turns and all of that. Yeah, um, and I think we'll that's, discuss that- later some people who failed to pay attention to the details, but we'll get there. Ooh foreshadowing I like it. Mm-hmm. all right so yeah, then stay tuned motherfuckers we in... we're live by the way we are live on youtube and twitter simul streaming which is a fucking word i'm sure of it and mm-hmm. you should join us if you're just listening to this later on the podcast we love you as well but that's what you should be doing when you're listening to it a second time after you've watched it live
0: mm, you ain't lying right. you are not lying so now let's get into the aw rampage roster because mm. it feels like we got a brand split We get Ricky Starks and powerhouse Hobbs talking to Keith Lee.
1: Yeah. Continuing this, huh?
0: But here again, details matter. And I think details matter when you're the executive vice president and you're writing the shit and you have the power to write the shit. Right. However, I just, I don't understand Ricky Starks and powerhouse Hobbs want to beat up Keith Lee. Right. Powerhouse Hobbs had that spine buster on Keith Lee at Rampage last Friday. So there are obviously like, hey, we want to fight each other. And Keith Lee's all about it, too. Right. So yep. why are we getting Keith Lee versus Max Castor on Friday night? Yeah. I just just why do don't the we go match. there?
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah, unless there's... they're planning on doing this at a as like match three on the next pay-per-view card. But we've got a while to get there.
0: And that's totally fine. But then one of the parties has to say, not right now. That's the thing. If Keith Lee is like, hey, powerhouse Hobbs, I'll get to you in a second, but I want the TNT championship,
1: okay. I think maybe this is where we get away from Ricky Starks and Team Taz and maybe Keith Lee takes that spot. And then we've got like Keith Lee, powerhouse Hobbs, and Hook. No, 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 no. Yeah, no, 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 no. And Keith Lee can't go heel, right? Not yet, not now. He's still on fire with it, yeah. Yeah. Well,
0: and that was another detail that we've called out a couple different times now. It was Ricky Starks and Powerhouse Hobbs. Where the fuck is Hook? Where's Hook?
1: Yeah, I know like we're, you would think anytime they could squeeze Hook on the television, they would. Now, I know sometimes that's a WWE mentality, right? Like, get him out there, get him out there, get him out there. But eating eh, maybe chips, not. You know? But eating you know, but,
0: chips behind Powerhouse Hobbs yeah, is the no easiest thing see- to do
1: the laid back cool hook. I mean, he is laid back cool when he's coming to the ring and, and but he's match. team Taz. Right. Yeah. That's Cause now the it's part. not team Taz. It was just two if guys, just right? you
0: by yourself. But like, it's also, you're not in team Taz. If you're just never with them, like you just walk out by yourself, win a match and go walk off by yourself. Like
1: yeah, you don't carry a banner that says team Taz. You ain't yeah, got a jacket. Yeah.
0: yeah nothing. You don't have a it's vest. Just...
1: Everybody needs a vest mm-hmm. for their, Demon right? Line. Yeah. Right? Everybody needs a vest for their faction. But he don't have one. <laughs> he ain't got no vest. No vest says e- Hook. And that's as easy as you
0: can do it with, with uh Hook, because we've done it before. Is you know, Powerhouse Hobbs and Keith Lee had this, you know, side-eyed look at each other. Ricky Starks and Powerhouse Hobbs leaves, and then Hook is just like, Hey Keith oh. Lee, you want some chips? And
1: that's yeah. all you gotta do. Oh, I wouldn't even do that, right? So they're doing the whole thing the whole time Hook isn't even looking at anybody, right? He's eating chips, he's like checking his phone whatever they all like storm off. He like looks up and sees they're gone. He just crumples the bag and like hands it to Keith Lee and just fucking like walks
0: off. You know what I mean? Like that's it. Didn't realize who he was. I'm, I'm in my own world. Right. So he's like,
1: ah, shit. I thought he was, thought he worked here. (laughs) But again,
0: going back to the point of like, if both guys want to fight each other and this is the promotion where we just make matches like we have in our main event, well then just make the fucking match because Ricky Starks isn't running away powerhouse Hobbs isn't running away keith is down
1: and let's be clear like yeah they're fine but they're not coming away with great zingers on each other right so it's like it's a weird just having this back and forth if you're not really saying much
0: right exactly so let's fight let's fight is what i'm getting at so let's get back into the ring we what taz would
1: want you would but we see taz anymore either we don't see taz in team taz what's going on here I don't know. It, it's a little bit
0: disorganized. We need the some two
1: people that have Taz blood ain't even <laughs> hanging around. Yeah.
0: What the hell's going on? So let's get back into the ring here. We get a tag team match. We get John Moxley and Brian Danielson with <laughs> William Regal on commentary, taking on Willer Utah and Chuck Taylor. And look. I like what we're doing with John Moxley and Brian Danielson and William yeah. Regal doing this whole, we want violence motherfuckers, right? Bring the violence. Okay. I, 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 don't, I don't know what we're doing though. What are we doing?
1: Yeah. So yeah, I was thinking that too. I was like, when does it start? Right. I was like, when does it start now? If this wheeler, you thing, is where it goes and they just brutally you know waterboard torture this kid Mm -hmm. okay i don't have a whole lot of faith that wheeler Yuta is ever going to elevate past the level of like guy with one facial expression
0: well i mean the book is still out on that but what i guess i'm not understanding is if john moxley and brian danielson are this badass tag team and they go to the best friends faction wouldn't the best friends say we're going to put out our best tag team, which is Trent and Tru- Chuck, Taylor. Like why Maybe would we get there? You to-
1: so I think here, like if they start, if, if they're like Wheeler, what was that? And he's like, listen, man, if they're going to get me to where I need to be, then I'm going to get there. Right. Like no offense guys, but like I'm still working, you know what I mean? <laughs> like the undercard with you guys, you know what I mean? Like I'm not getting nowhere, but if, if I can come away with, With them getting me to a better spot and learning some more violence maybe that's where i need to step up my game and then they're like hey man stop poaching our fucking friends and they're like what are you gonna do about it show me and then they bring on the the best friends right
0: yeah okay i get that but it just it just felt weird that the best friends faction or team chaos or whatever the fuck we're calling this team or this faction our, our best guys are
1: the understudy and the other chuck taylor like what did what did William Regal say when he was like, Tell me, man in the mask, who is that? when he's talking about Danhausen? Yeah. He's like, yeah, who's the like... demon clown or whatever?
0: Yeah, something. Yeah, <laughs> that was that was great. And here's here's one other thing that I want to see. I don't know if he's still recovering, like breaking kayfabe here for a second. I don't know if he's still recovering from a broken leg or whatever it is, but let's get Danhausen wrestling. I want to see him wrestle now. I want to see the teeth go down someone's throat. Yeah,
1: he had a broken leg. Like, it wasn't too long ago, I don't think.
0: That's true. Maybe I'm just trying to rush him. But I want to see some I mean, teeth go down someone's throat. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah, yes. let's get to I it. I know what
1: you mean. But yes, I, I'm interested in the like the violent, like we're here to like show these kids how to be violent. It, they haven't done a great job of explaining why that matters to them as much, right? Like why that's driving them a whole lot. Well, one thing that was alluded to
0: when, uh, Brian Danielson and John Moxley were first having this conversation that predated William Regal is Brian Danielson said to John Moxley, let's train them how pro wrestlers should be. I'm paraphrasing there, but essentially like we need to create pro wrestlers in our image. Now here's the interesting part. I thought immediately following Willie or Utah taking that shot to the face and then getting in Regal's face. And then Moxley and Brian Danielson is like, what the fuck you going to do? Right. And then, okay, we get the oh, same. Danielson's right? even like, like
1: come like, on. You really want to go you again? I yeah. just
0: choked you out. Right. Yeah. But immediately following, we want the violence. We want pro wrestlers. We get the Jericho Appreciation Society, who does the polar opposite and says we are sports entertainers now where my mind immediately went to is we're going to do Jericho and William Regal promo ops, and we're going to get John Moxley and Brian Danielson versus they're not 2.0 anymore, but whatever that fucking tag team is. And then we're going to get Daniel Garcia and Jake Hager and whatever that tag team is, and we're going to get sports entertainers versus violence or pro wrestlers and you know who's the most interesting part in all of that daniel garcia because mm. daniel garcia was one of the first names brian danielson said yeah in the whole and like let's wrestler. recruit these market, right
1: right yeah so here's the thing i was referencing earlier when i was referencing not paying attention to the details okay because you guys uh, well first of all let's address this he's like we're we're not No more fake names. We're using real names. I'm Chris Jericho, which is not his real fucking name. At this point, though, it is. (laughs) And then, (laughs) two, the sports entertainers are the ones changing their fucking names. That's where you get the Braun breakers and the goddamn Nia Jaxes and all that shit. So, like, you should have went ridiculous, stupid fucking names. Not real names. Well, they did. But they did. And then, like... The whole thing of like, well, we're sports entertainers and we beat up pro wrestlers. The sports entertainers aren't the ones beating people up. That's the point. It's like they're doing the fucking dancing and the choreographing. Like, it just all missed for me because that's like, but you're being the antithesis of what you say you're being.
0: Now, there is something to that because, again, heels are supposed to be delusional, right? Like, if they all made the sense, then they would just be baby faces, right? Then we'd be like, right, yeah,
1: I like it, yeah. Yeah, (laughs)
0: Now, two, I totally agree with you. Sports entertainers are the ones that do the dancing number with MJF instead of the wrestling match like Brian Danielson. However, the making up the names thing, even though we all go by our names, we get, what is it? Uh, Mac Matt Daddy, Menards? <laughs> yeah, whatever, and Cool Hand Luke or whatever, all the fuck. Like, mm-hmm. they gave them sports entertainer names. You yeah, know what I mean? Like names, the nick- yeah, right. <laughs> The one detail that I thought that was missing, though, is Chris Jericho does say, like, that was bad creative. You're never going to hear from it again. But then doesn't say, like, and now the team is called. Yeah, he you just said says, real their real names. Name like? like, do
1: they have a new tag team name? Because, like, they need a tag team name. I'm not going to call them Matt Menard and Antonio he, What's it that you're fucking right.
0: saying? Yeah, so that was the part where, okay, great. Like, we're not calling them 2.0 because, again, what – what was the original version? We don't know as, as AEW fans. Now you could go and sure, investigate, but you know like still, it's, it's not like, a name that A-A-W. makes a
1: whole lot of like immediate sense. People be like 2.0 what? You'll be like, Right, eh, it's hard to explain
0: exactly. But we didn't get the name. That was the only part where I was just like, Hey, could have, but anyhow, I just thought to have back to back segments of violence and pro wrestlers and the way of the future is blood. And then to say, we are sports entertainers and we like glitz and glamor. I just feel like that's a collision course. Maybe not next
1: week. Maybe I just
0: sometime soon.
1: I'm in the camp of hoping this Jericho appreciation society is short lived and we just get two point over and Daniel Garcia a little more over in the process.
0: Yeah. What I fear because Jericho loves, spotlight for better or for worse. Right. I fear that, Hey, I didn't really come off great in the last blood and guts match. Let's do it again, brother. And we get Jericho. Stadium appreciating-
1: match. Right now. Cause I how think sports entertainer is that?
0: Yeah. Now uh, that is
1: right? right
0: now. I think their first feud is obvious. It's going to be whenever Eddie Kingston and Santana and Ortiz come back. With that being said, though, that's three. They yeah. got five.
1: <clears throat> Who's the other two? Could it be Moxley and Danielson? I mean, Moxley is Kingston's friend, and so we get this. But then, but then they got Wheeler Uta in the mix, so I think that's a separate deal. Yeah, yeah that's separate deal.
0: No, I think, I think this William Regal thing is going to be a couple feuds later. I think when we get them built to like where we think they're going to go, that's when they collide. I don't think it's a immediate yeah. thing. I could just it
1: could be uh lucha bros. Cause they're friends with Eddie, right? Mm-hmm. To like team up oh. for a five on five, right? Like if we were doing the stadium stampede or something of that nature or the blood and guts or the whatever.
0: Yeah. So you're going lucha bros. That's a great pick. That is a great pick. I'm going,
1: but who has a Jericho
0: tie? Well, see, I'm going, I'm not going there. I'm going like just who needs some shine. mm -hmm. Cause Jake Hager of all of them is the biggest guy. Right? So we need someone to stare down here. I don't know. What the fuck is the
1: deal with that?
0: I don't know. You know, who I'm adding to the group (laughs) for shits and giggles because again, we need someone to like throw around Jake Hager. He re-signed. I'm adding Brian Cage. Mm. Brian Cage, Eddie Kingston, Santana Ortiz. And then my fifth, I think you need a high-flying doopsy-doo kind of guy. The repackaged, look, I keep saying this guy's fucking name 10,000 times. I don't even really like him that much, but he's trying to repackage himself. Throw in Kip Sabian. Throw that motherfucker in there.
1: With Brian Cage, can we, like, make it look like so he he doesn't, like, do moonlighting as a ska band-based guitarist or something? You know what I mean? Like, I don't Well, know, he looks like Chippendales dancer. Something just, yeah. Like, there's something just, like, doesn't feel right when I watch Brian Cage, right? Like, he can do all the stuff. He can like, do all the stuff. Looks like a fucking million dollars. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't even say it's a lack of charisma. Like, he's got a charisma. But I don't know if it just, like, it feels different. Does that make sense? Like, it just doesn't. Oh, like, yeah. I don't know what it is. Where I'm like, this, this isn't right. All right. And so let's still... sub, let's sub him out. We'll sub him out.
0: Buck but I mean, interested should
1: like see if, if we can pinpoint what that is, like, and what right. that would but be let, to fix that.
0: But let's sub him out just for fantasy booking' <laughs> sakes. Let's sub him out, and let's put in everybody dies. Mm. Lance Archer.
1: That's not. And bad. Then let's take it. Feels out, like a Kingston yeah, guy, right? Yeah. Yeah. Kingston could reel him in, right? The mm-hmm. loose cannon. Not thinking straight, right?
0: hmm Yeah. And then like who that. could be the but Kip Sabian doesn't fit, right? He's no. too pretty, boy. He's a sports entertainer. Who could be our high flying, you know, dipsy doing guy and a guy that matches up with uh well, I guess they, they have Daniel Garcia, but who would be another young kind of up and coming guy? Let's take a look here. Yeah. says let's, let's let's uh
1: workshop this live.
0: Yeah, I like it. Let's uh, let's buy some time here. I'm trying to think um, of who
1: might be like mean that breakout to jump out. That's like like you're saying more of the like thinner, matte base mm-hmm. guy, maybe. <clears throat> yeah, I mean,
0: you don't really have too many younger options because Dante Martin and Darius Martin. That's a tag team, so you know you already have the tag team yep. Santana and Ortiz.
1: Yep, the claims already booked up with their gimmick.
0: Yeah. Um. Who's Lee Moriarty, Lee Moriarty, Moriarty that's a good one. Yep. Him and Daniel Garcia bumping heads yep. into each
1: other. That's good there one. you go.
0: Yep. So I'm doing Lee, that's a good Lance one. Archer, Eddie Kingston, Santana Ortiz. Boom. Like that. There it is. I like that. There it is. All right. All right. So let's get back into it. So that was fun. Next up was, it was okay. Um, we had the TNT championship match. It was Ward Lowe this is war taking on scorpio look to the
1: sky yeah and i think we we factored how wardlow would not win this right mjf's gonna come in do the distraction because otherwise i think i even asked on twitter i was like so scorpio sky dies tonight huh like that's how we've been booking wardlow right
0: so now the i think the question needs to be asked next year who the fuck wants to win this face of the revolution thing it does nothing for anyone Yeah, right. Scorpio sky was the first guy to win it. He doesn't capitalize on the TNT championship match. And maybe that's the gimmick that we're going to go with, right? We do two more years of up and coming guy wins ladder match for face of the revolution, loses the TNT championship match by year five. It's who can break through and finally win the TNT champion match championship match. I think maybe that's where we're going because two years in, I don't want to fucking win that thing. Right, I don't want the cheerio. It doesn't make any
1: sense. Yeah, I I really like. I I noticed that last time. I was like, the face of the revolution doesn't get anything. Like they they don't promise you nothing. They don't.
0: Well, it gets you a TNT Championship match. That's what it gets you, right? Sure. We're saying the TNT Championship means something, so it is something, right? But there's no build up. There's no like. Me and yeah, you champ like, at the next, next Friday, right? <laughs> yeah, it's just like, hey, all right, you get yeah. it next time. Yeah, you okay. don't get a program.
1: Right. You guy, just right? get a one
0: off. And yeah. it's
1: like and so like Scorpio Sky's got the title and it's like fucking it. and Wardlaw. You know what I mean? Like it, it, like yeah, I don't know. It just I this match I kinda I don't know. I the American top team thing for me is is falling flat. You know, like the Wardlow stuff with the MJF, we saw that coming. We knew that that's got to go somewhere. They've got to have their show off. We expected that. That's fine. That's where it was going to take us. We'll get some showdowns between them. But what is American Top Team doing and Scorpio Sky? And, like, what are we doing with these guys? Well, I
0: think we're just buying time to get Paige Van Zandt used to being on camera.
1: And yeah. eventually
0: we're going to get the Paige Van Zandt match. I don't fucking care about but it But, like, Scorpio long.
1: Sky is TNT championship. Again, Scorpio Sky, like... Guys, I know we really want to be a thing because he's probably a nice guy. He can do all the things, right? But it's another one where it's like it's not – he's not Scott Hall, right? Like he's not – nobody is, right? But like right. he's not giving me any like charisma or reason to care whether he wins or loses. He snaps his fingers though at the end of the
0: promo. And that means it's over. I guess. Aha.
1: Yeah, kind of like I, I would have went with Ethan Page out of the two if we were doing this. He's at least got some more – I don't know chops, but I don't even know that that would have done it for me either.
0: The mid card is at a really interesting spot because we've got some guys who have been there maybe a little bit too long, but aren't ready for the main event picture. And then we got other guys where, well, they've been doing nothing for so long, so let's give them a shot with the title, like Scorpio Sky. And it's just this weird spot of Like, who is – like, we know MJF is the future, right? Like, if you were to say, of all these fucking guys that are 27 and younger, who's the fucking one you're pushing to the moon? It's MJF, right? But other than that – and he's already at the main event picture, right? He's already with CM Punk and all that stuff. But who is it? Yeah, I don't know. Darby (laughs) is just turning into the APA with Sting. Yep. Sammy Guevara
1: is nope. (laughs) Look, I'm telling you, I think again, I, I I could have, I probably did say this about all the names you'd mentioned as they were happening. I was like, yeah, sure, Darby, you know,
0: okay. Well, I like Darby, right? but I'm just feeling like he's a. But neutral. I never
1: was like he's going to be the guy that like we're going to now move him into a main event thing. I was like, it's not going to work. The I, crowd well, at large just isn't going to like. No, I think that yeah, I think they
0: will. I I think they are behind. Or Darby. Sammy,
1: I don't agree. I don't Sammy. I don't no. Know. Sammy, get get him out.
0: Sammy is as WWE vanilla as it gets. Go to WWE,
1: Sammy. That's what I do. At least Darby is unique in his character that nobody else is doing, right? But he also, like, just when he cuts the promo, I'm just kind of like, all right, man, I I get that you, like, really practiced that 14 times before he came out. Now, I used to say that about AJ Styles, and I wouldn't say that anymore. So people can grow and, and get better, obviously.
0: I think the only thing that's a hindrance to Darby Allen, and no offense to him, because I love him, is Sting. I think he's just been in this neutral state of well, me and Sting or Here's the... here's
1: where I, I agree that like we need to get him away from Sting. But i or something. Over, like, okay, but when he's gone and he goes to like feud against whomever. Let's say fucking Jericho, right? Or whoever, right? Whoever it is. Eddie Kingston, right? Like, like I'm not sure that everybody's getting behind, like. But I'm sad inside, and I skateboard. Like I don't
0: fucking like what is yeah, that? Yeah, I think. Well, that's. I think that's a 2022 version of Raven, right? We didn't, you know, people didn't well, if understand we go there, what Raven. Was. Right, if he
1: starts doing that, if he starts getting a bunch of lackeys that he's like fucking gaslighting, like I'm down for that. And
0: and speaks in these like poems of Bray Wyatt not understanding what the hell he's talking about thing, and that's what I think he's capable of. And then again the. The just whole like I don't give a shit about my safety thing. That's always entertaining to watch. I it just the mid card just doesn't really have that next person I'm looking for.
1: I've got to take a wild left turn here because it just hit me something that okay. it, it's gonna it's it's gonna happen and it's gonna be one of the like probably like amusingly disappointing things that happen in wrestling in a long time. I know where Bray Wyatt's gonna go now.
0: No. Control no, your narrative. No,
1: get yeah. the fuck out of here. Yes, he is. Yeah.
0: Yep. <laughs> rule one. Rule one, <laughs> you're in control. Rule two, you're in control.
1: Rule five, you can't do these moves. Yeah. <laughs> you're not in control. And then. <laughs> fucking idiot. And then, the, like, real matches hit their times, but fights like, well, what's fucking real then? Are you telling me it's not real? Well, and yeah, then they, they mess all... up their twos and their twos and their fucking oh, guys. I'm never someone... going to watch a fucking second of this well, shit.
0: <laughs> that's just three guys that love the smell of But that's of where Barry Wyndham goes, right? Or whatever is fucking no. name, Windham Rotunda? No, he's smarter than them. He's smarter Well, than yeah, them. he
1: he knows he's going to command the money.
0: Yeah. Well, and he's also like those fucking dorks. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Those guys control, are fucking
1: dorts. control. EC 3s narrative is what we're doing here.
0: <laughs> yeah. I and mean, that fucking guy, Jesus Christ. But let's get back on track here. Um, you know what I would do with American top team to get rid of them while we're kind of going in and out of fantasy booking things. I would. Look, Dan Lambert has a shelf life that I think is soon to expire. Right. Yeah. So I think we got to scare him out of AEW. Yeah, we I, I would say, use him
1: infrequently, right? Like he's he's good when he can get a mic and get some heat quickly, but it becomes formulaic over time.
0: Yeah, because even that it's it. Uh, I hate to use the term, but it starts just to become cheap heat, right? It's this town stinks right, or right. that wrestler is young, right. you know. That's all what I'm that saying.
1: Kind like uh, absence will make the heart grow fonder with Dan Lambert.
0: Right. So I think we got to scare him out of town. We got to say. He doesn't even be next to Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky because he's too scared to even show up at AEW. So you know who has to fucking just run him off? The House of Black. Yeah, Alistair Black needs to be like, oh, and then spit the fucking thing in his face. And then that's when Dan Lambert's like, never going back to that fucking place again. And then we can have uh or i said alistair black is it Alist- no it's a uh, malachi,
1: malachi black.
0: black malachi black can then be your tnt champion who's gonna take it from the boogeyman that's where i think we go because yeah scorpio right. sky ain't doing it sammy guevara is not doing it yep miro is the fucking tnt champ that
1: was the well, best tnt again, champ like, of all time with the american top team being involved with scorpio sky and ethan page the men of the year it would help if like they had you know i don't know some kind of like mma I oh, you know well, they tried idea about they tried. them yeah i know they yeah. tried that but like they and that's them. what i mean like, it's egos. just got to go they yeah. fit with ricky starks better than like oh that's know?
0: the team yeah ricky starks and men of the year that's the fucking oh the self-implosion
1: team. of those egos and stuff right yeah. yeah
0: yeah but i think yeah i just think that uh we got to get rid of the scorpio sky champion thing because it's already on a bad foot but yeah we'll see what happens yeah. hey so in our fourth match we get private party with their old school entrance going through the uh red velvet rope there taking on the saddest version of the hardys and look i said it earlier jeff hardy can do no wrong in a lot of people's eyes i think you and i agree he's not our cup of tea but we understand the the fun paint and all the shit is for some people right but man we, we got matt hardy obviously losing his hair jeff hardy
1: kind of in and out as far as paying attention matt hardy walks like hulk hogan more than hulk hogan walks like hulk Hogan. i know and jeff hardy's not a
0: half second behind him you know what i mean yeah. like he's right on his heels as jeff far hardy
1: as- is a is a few more, you know? What I mean, trips around the globe away from pulling a Billy Kidman, you know, mm-hmm. on one of these like fucking, you know, whispering the wind moves or whatever, and fucking laying on his neck. Also, yeah, it's but
0: even more so. And I think we even talked about this when they reformed. They did that already, right? And they did it better in WWE when it was at WrestleMania and the whole crowd of hundred thousand or whatever it was goes nuts. It just it looked. It, you know what it felt like to me, honest to God? It felt like at WrestleMania 17 when Mean Gene Okerlund and Bobby the Brain Heenan came out as the special commentators for the gimmick battle royal. And you had Iron Sheik and Sergeant Slaughter and uh, Bushwhacker Luke all walking to the ring. Those guys felt like what I saw the Hardys walking into last night was like it just yeah and i'm not saying to get out of here you're not welcome and any of that stuff but athleticism is that's on the back end of their career so we need to do some more creativity in my opinion
1: yeah i'm just not again wasn't ever the big jeff hardy matt hardy guy wasn't the hardy boys dude so i just i just you know it's not my thing and now seeing it old is Definitely not my thing. So that's all I really. I don't have much else to kind of. It's never gonna like. They're not gonna do anything where I'm like, oh, now I'm intrigued.
0: I look. They may right. i never. Maybe a cinematic match is the thing that gets them their crowning achievement. But I don't know. I just don't know. Just don't know. So post match, the Andrade family, whatever it is, comes out, and then again, the spooky. APA comes out yeah. staying in Darby Allen and they just chase them off. And that's what I'm trying to say. is like
1: the Darby Allen has APA something now, right? Like they're right. the AEW police all of a sudden.
0: Yeah. They just come out. And, hey guys, we need law and order. Okay. Don't do, do that. Yeah. paint your it's face just,
1: instead. Come hang out with us.
0: I just feel like we, we do have something there with Darby, right? That, that program that he did with MJF. And I understand MJF is MJF, but still that program was also carried by what Darby Allen was saying and doing as well. And now he's just, Hey, everyone act according to how we should be doing this thing. Like, I don't know. It feels like we're wasting time with him. Yeah. Um. Oh, one thing I missed uh, before the tag match with John Moxley and um, Brian Danielson that I want to get back to is a tweet. The table mm. It comes to us from at devil vamp. And it says, thought experiment. Would a hashtag WWE crowd enjoy a hashtag AW type match? I.e. Brian Danielson versus John Moxley. Hashtag raw, hashtag smackdown, hashtag tweet the table. And then he says, he continues, a match that is more physical, hard hitting, and realistic. Remember, I'm talking about the WWE yeah. crowd, not the internet. Now
1: I think so because like there are matches in WWE histories that were technical masterpieces that we mm-hmm. all remember fondly. I think we all hark back to, like, this was not even WWE main roster, but it was, well, and so maybe, maybe that's it. Maybe it was Pete Dunn and um, Tyler Bate, right? Oh, um, yeah. But Walter, in all like, of his matches. Yeah, I mean, there was even WWE, like, WrestleMania matches when you're talking about the Bret Hart era and those kinds of things that people remember fondly. Now, I think WWE's right. Like, to the masses, it's it hey look there's all sorts of reasons why I mean, people are dumbed down and and need their entertainment quickly these days you know what i mean there was an opioid crisis there was you know what i mean like things are just kind of like soft easy and fast you know what i mean well, we're used to the tiktoks we're used to the fucking mm-hmm. things and so yeah i mean they're probably right where like fucking profit number goes up when we fucking cycle this shit in and out and hogan must pose and be gone
0: Well, I think the other thing that's not
1: being considered in the difference between an AEW
0: match and a WWE match is at current time, a WWE match on Monday Night Raw, let's just say Seth Rollins versus Edge. Just making it up, right? They're going to do that match on Monday night, and then they're going to go out the next night in Poughkeepsie and do the the match again, and then on Wednesday night, they're going to be in Cincinnati and do the match again where AEW does it on Wednesday night. And then next Wednesday. So, like, we obviously saw with Big E's injury, like, you do things enough times, there's going to be a time you slip on a banana peel. So, why take the risk of cutting yourself here when you fucking accidentally cut your eyeball or whatever it is, right? I
1: don't think it's that, like, the WWE crowd wouldn't enjoy it as much as, like, WWE has not set the stage for their crowd to enjoy it if that makes sense and
0: i get yeah and i think i'm taking it from a different angle as far as wwe wouldn't want a match
1: like that right. on their television right. because well i think that's the same angle right like yeah we, yeah, gotta, we gotta get out of here right
0: but i think right yeah i i like i said there's been matches on other brands walters matches uh pete dunn's matches tyler yeah. bates matches where it's like of course we would love so that shit, i but think
1: kind of i think the issue lies in the wwe brass because i think the crowd will like it i think what you get with the wwe crowd with the crowds who enjoy the mass of anything right like i enjoy coke why is that your favorite soda i do oh, right? like that soda. kind of thing right like i love this show because it's on nbc at 7 p.m right like uh-huh. people will like better but the lack of better is fine enough so they don't go seeking better. But if you gave them better, they would like that as well, yes. I do think they would enjoy it, but WWE's never giving it to them. Mm-hmm. Because no. they got to get
0: to the next town. Yeah, because right. they got to get to the next town that wants to see Roman must pose.
1: So, yes, I think they would, but not if you did it, like, tomorrow. But, like, if that was WWE's structure and way, yes. Now, I mean would the crowd still be there? I don't know. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like they, we don't know because WWE just doesn't do it. So.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. So uh, I didn't miss that tweet table. So I definitely wanted to get to that. I also wanted to get to, before we get to our main event, a quick little vignette that we got backstage. Looks like our favorite alien, Chris Statlander said, fuck that shit. Took out the eye contacts. She rubbed away the makeup. What do you think of uh, what happens here to our favorite alien? Chris Statlander.
1: Yeah, I, um, I don't know, but I think that's a good move to go away from that. If you weren't gonna go all in on it, right? Like mm-hmm. if you weren't gonna be really weird, like you said. Um, however, you gotta come up with something else because just being Chris Statlander now in like regular colored tights ain't gonna cut it.
0: Yeah, I think I think the wrong move was made. I think it should have been her staring at the at the stars, going like, Oh, my my long lost aunt is telling me to increase my physicality. And it's like, what the fuck is she talking about? And then she's just throwing around red velvet or, you know, fill in the blank. I would have went that route, but I don't know that was interesting. That was one other thing I wanted to bring up Mm -hmm. before we get to our main event for the AEW women's world championship match. The first time ever a women's steel cage match where escaping does not win you the match. I thought that was interesting.
1: Which makes more sense to me because like yeah it's so easy to like i know we milk it and we're like uh, but like like climb that fucking thing right like well,
0: not, i never like i understood it from the heels perspective of like hey i gotta get out of here i gotta climb out right right but in this feud where it's hey me and you are gonna fucking fight each other we just gotta make sure for thunder rosa's sake that no one else is getting involved that it's, it's pinfall or submission. I
1: almost would go, so with that route, right, like, I, I just wouldn't ever do the steel cage, I think. For me, it would just be like a hell in a cell type cage, always, right? We're going to lock you in here, and, and escaping a is a fucking disqualification, right? You're going to do it in right. here, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, now, if somebody makes it in there to help, well, we didn't write the rules for that right like that might be a, a yeah different but, scenario, but
0: yeah but i wouldn't have done that yeah. so uh let's get to the match here so first before thunder rosa even comes out she gets an all-female mariachi band i think mm-hmm. that right is that the correct term here i think so mariachi i don't know
1: oh uh, yeah where as far as is, is it not mariachi if it's female yeah i don't know right Somebody, i don't know hey, so we are the spanish announce table but that's in reference to the spanish announce table. <laughs> in wrestling yeah. folklore like we are not we Spanish. don't know that shit, and, I mean, uh, yeah. so if you are please let us know because we don't want to yeah. speak you
0: know right but we don't fact check either yeah, we don't uh check.
1: Yeah, we can get so thunder at.
0: rosa comes out hey yo all
1: right
0: and she's looking like a million dollars right hometown yeah. the, like i said the crowd is going wild for her. everybody she loves comes thunder rosa full makeup mariachi band all the stuff. What do you think about just that presentation before just we even it. got to Britt Baker?
1: I think it was a great culmination of like we've talked about this. Thunder Rosa has been creeping up with this like you know kind of groundswell support of people that are like fucking like Thunder Rosa, and I you know I I, I agree with that. I, we've been saying like hey, there's something special here, and and I like that like it's built to this here.
0: Mm-hmm. Now we get Britt Baker walking out. She does her uh pays her respects to. Scott Hall coming out in the NWO black and white gear. I think she also wore her red and black Scott mm-hmm. Hall jacket as well. Mm-hmm. They obviously have a, a history. there was pictures and yep. a, a post shared by Britt Baker. So she comes out and what I thought was interesting about this match was that Britt Baker wasn't the chicken shit heel here. She went at Thunder Rosa yep. just like Thunder Rosa went at Britt Baker. Mm-hmm. I thought that was very interesting because, again, you could have easily done the uh, rebel or Reba, you know, whatever she calls her. I can't remember. You know, get out here and all that stuff. The only time she yelled for anyone was when she said to the ref, get the fuck in here. I thought that was awesome. She said, yeah, that word loved it.
1: Yeah. No, uh, this felt like a fight. Like this felt this like felt we're here like, to fucking um, kill each other.
0: Yeah, this felt more like a control-your-narrative than those fucking dorks playing with their nipples. You know what I mean? Like, this felt like a goddamn fight. Uh, is that what they do I on that show? It. I might watch that. Probably. I don't, realize, yeah. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I don't know. What the fuck? They're just drinking creatine and fucking massaging their biceps. Dude, the reading 14. Is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, this was this was good. This Now, I will say... And it's a hard, uh, bar to top, but this wasn't as good as last year. St. Patrick's day smash or whatever the fuck you call it. Thunder Rosa Britt Baker match, but man, if they didn't try, right. This was thumbtacks Britt Baker falling on that tower of chairs right on her spine, ah, yikes. I mean, this was incredible. What did you think though?
1: Uh, Same thing, right? Like, they went at it. They had their brutal spots. Um, I thought it was great. Like, you couldn't ask for a better performance, I think, for a title match on live TV, you know what I mean, in this kind of, like, hardcore-ish environment. And I thought they performed really well. I thought they hit the story well. I thought they did a great job.
0: The only thing that I felt, like, could have been improved a little bit more, the finish felt a little bit like, fuck, we only got 40 seconds. Hey, fucking get here. Come here. And, like, I felt a little rushed.
1: I think that is the the shit part of being the main event, right? Like we could have mapped all this out, but if anybody went long, well, fuck now you also have to be good enough to like, how do we condense this? And, and, or like, oh shit, we're running long. Like mm-hmm. now what do we well, do?
0: Well, and here's the thing that I would like to, and maybe I'm going off on a side quest here, but this is where I'd like to challenge the young bucks. You, you keep telling me you're the greatest fucking tag team in the world. And da. da, 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 da. you can't just say it, and it's true, right? Like, I'm not saying that they don't have good matches, but I can't fucking recall a young bucks main event match tag team match where they have to go to the top of the hour, right? They have to get out at this time because right. the, the book on the young bucks, at least in my opinion is, well, they can have a great 42 minute match, but ain't no one fucking booking 42 minute matches on cable television, right. so I just want to see them fucking do that kind of shit. Now I know they've done some things where like they turned on Moxley and joined Kenny Omega and did that, but that was storyline. I'm saying like a classic match. Get that classic match in this kind of time frame. I I haven't seen it yet, but credits to these women. That was again side quest because I'm still not sold on fucking Young Bucks. Can't just say I'm the best. And that's the other thing too. The the commentary team. Hey, fucking tighten it up. You can't keep telling me that the young bucks are the best tag team in the world and they're not the champions yeah. you know who the fucking best tag team in the world is in aew's lucha world lucha express or, yeah. or jurassic express jurassic Jura- Express. yeah right. keep jurassic lucha, express.
1: luchasaurus fuck those yeah
0: favorite. luchasaurus yeah uh because jurassic express is your fucking tag team so stop with the bullshit of the young bucks are the best look i can't say i'm six foot two every fucking time because it's not true like You know what I will
1: harken back to? And this is on commentators as well, right? Watching back some of these Scott Hall things. For as shitty as Vince McMahon was at it, they had very clearly, this person's cheering for the bad guy, this person's cheering for the good guy, and there's no agreeance whatsoever, right? Like, there is... Like, no, no, this guy, fucking, yeah, kick him in the dick, right? Like, that's great. Like, that's the smart the thing to do. You're an idiot if you're fucking trying to do the right, right? Like, they yeah. almost were ready to fucking slap each other at the booth. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, well yeah, yeah to, to speak about the AEW commentary just for a quick second before we get back into some- of circle the jerking tables, going on up there. Well, it's all the same person. Yeah. Jr. is Tony Schiavone, is Excalibur, who is is They're all telling you- the same fucking thing. Now, Tony Schiavone might turn it up a little bit where he's like, I hate that MJF. But JR's also saying it. Now, he's not going to the degree that Tony is. And Excalibur's saying the same fucking thing that JR is saying.
1: Yeah, nobody's telling the, the bad guy side of the story, though, usually.
0: To the point where... If you look at Rampage, they do it a little bit better because you do get Taz and Chris Jericho saying like, ha ha, that's great, Ricky Starks. I'd kick or him in the dick too. Or you might even get Eddie Kingston
1: once in a while on, uh, right, on yeah. Rampage on like Dark or something where he's like, fuck this guy. you know? Like right, that yeah, kind of stuff. poke him in the yeah. eye. Why not? Yeah. Yeah, you need, some, so, you need some heel in the
0: booth, honestly. And they do on Rampage. I think we just need to take that to Dynamite. I think as great as the three of them are, hey, one available. of them needs to be something. Yeah, about I'll fucking talk shit. It up. Oh, yeah. Just let you lead the dance, but I can just come yeah, in and I'll chirp. cheer
1: for Don fucking and.
0: Oh, I'll cheer for all those fucking scumbags. I'll, Lambert. Tell you oh, th-
1: yeah.
0: I'll tell you that the Young Bucks are the best tag team in the world. Doesn't make it fucking right, but you know what I mean? Right. Uh, yeah, that the one thing, too. Yes, they're all saying the same thing, mm-hmm. so it makes it a little bit difficult to be like, like. The only thing I feel like that they separate on is that JR is like. Well, God damn it. Why would there be thumbtacks under the ring? <laughs> you know? I don't know, Jr. right? All right uh, but, do? hey, let's uh, let's transition here because one thing I wanted to talk about, I want to do a, one quick rant about WWE because we typically do that, or at least I do. But we got a hashtag tweet the table from Katie the First Lady. So, at Katie the First Lady. She says, Welp. The go home show, maybe, question mark, mm. hashtag ww raw, hashtag tweet the table, and it's a gif or gif or whatever the fuck we're saying of Cody with his hand to the ear saying, like, oh, did you call my name? And I I'll let you go in just a second, but I want to say this one thing. This is the shit that's ruined my favorite thing in the world. The only fucking reason. We think Cody's showing up is because Sean Ross Sapp and uh, Dave Meltzer and, uh, you know, Wrestling Torch and all these fucking people are
1: telling you. Yeah, we wouldn't have any inkling.
0: If you're just watching the fucking show, Yeah, Cody isn't even on your radar. You know why? I, I, mean, I told you, you or- earlier.
1: Some people may understand, like, well, Cody Rhodes isn't working there anymore. Like if we knew like his contract was up, but like, I mean, they're talking like, I think they're going too far when they're like, and now he's going to sign with WWE. And we're like, are we sure yeah. about that? Like, we don't well, know. it's like,
0: yeah. Cause they've been saying like, this is the last week that Cody could appear or else he can't make WrestleMania. Shut the fuck up. The Hardy showed up the night before, yeah.
1: uh, after beating the young bucks well, I mean, in the ring I just, of honor. I'm more concerned with the idea of like, kind of what devil vamp was saying. Like, Cody Rhodes shows up at WrestleMania. I don't know. It's going to get the hugest crowd pop that they think it's going to get. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it does. Well,
0: I agree with what you're saying, but I think my point is this. I told you earlier uh, before we started recording, I just finished season two of The Wire, right? In season one, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen it, I'm going to spoil well, something, but if you haven't here, seen you, it, yeah, you know, I'm watching all the hip new shows, yeah. right? But uh can you watch Second City ago. next? Have you heard about that? Yeah, I got <laughs> Frasier on tap, I tell you what. Uh but there's a scene in season one, and again, spoiler if you haven't seen it, but if you haven't seen it, you don't even know what I'm fucking saying. Where uh, everybody else char- has seen it
1: but you apparently. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> I haven't seen but it. Either. Where
0: <laughs> one of the characters yells to the other, Where's Wallace? Where's Wallace? Because Wallace got shot and killed, right? And that was shocking. You know what would have fucking ruined it? If someone said, leak script of episode eight, Wallace gets shot. It should happen this week on the episode. And then I'm watching and it's like, actually, it's going to be on episode nine, not eight. I'm the only one who gets fucked because I'm not paying attention to only the things on my television. So now let's remove all that, right?
1: So let's say you're somebody who doesn't listen to this podcast, which would make you an idiot. But. You're somebody who just watches the television shows, right? Right, just you watch don't it. Follow any online news. You don't. You don't get on social media. You just watch it. Cody mm-hmm. Rhodes showing back up. I think you might be like WrestleMania hits. Cody Rhodes walk out. and You're like eh, Stardust kid. Like there's no like no. tie to anybody that he has a beef with. There's no. Well, that's
0: where know? the story can come in, right? If Vince McMahon comes out and says like I created I mean, his beef all was this with Triple H, but we're not going to see that, right? Like, I well, I mean, someone could fight on behalf of Triple H, right? Uh, triple H could say like, I created NXT. Brand Everyone breaker. says, Dusty. Like, <laughs> well, I think it's again, cause I see it on Twitter. Cause everything that's mm-hmm. like similar likes, right? It seems like it's going to be Seth Rollins versus Cody. Right. So you could easily just say triple H comes out, talks down on dusty Rose. Right? Hey, my protege, Seth Rollins will beat up you and all that, you know, but I guess it's just like, if you're watching television, and your whole enjoyment is, oh, I know because someone told me that this is when the surprise is going to happen. Like, you're watching it for the dumbest fucking reasons.
1: And yeah, this isn't like, like, and I'm not trying I to go at Katie. Entertainment would sustain me long term to be like, because then you're just watching to like watch the crowd and be like, Haha, I knew that already. But like that can't yeah, carry you week over week. Right. Like,
0: well, and it's just dumb <laughs> to even why. Who
1: cares? Right. Yeah. Right? Like,
0: I'm not yeah, going to watch. You
1: didn't scoop that information. Somebody just told it to you. You <laughs> just read it. Well, right? and even,
0: yeah, and even so, even if you did scoop, it just doesn't make, like, I'm not going to watch the Super Bowl with you on Monday and just like, I don't know, I think maybe the Rams will win and yeah, just like right. keep looking at you. And then when I'm like, who? Huh, I guess uh, guess the Rams did win. It's mm-hmm. like, who fucking cares? Right. Like, you, you're missing the fucking yeah. game, right? You're right. missing the
1: stories. To that point, I do watch some live sports, right? Like, I'm a Kansas State fan, which, <laughs> uh, you know, we're Chiefs fans, which, you know, is mostly what well until, you know, fuck? the last recent fucking thing. Super Bowl. But we got a Super Bowl. We had one Super Bowl. Um, so, there are times where I'm like, shit, I can't catch the game live. This day and age, we got the cloud DVRs on the YouTube TV. All I'm going to watch stuff. it later. Yeah. I do everything in my Fucking power to avoid any spoilers. I text my family in advance. I'm like, nobody fucking text me about the game. Right. I'm yeah. like turning off notifications on my phone or just turning it off. Like uh-huh. we are trying to avoid finding out what happened because then even, even as much as we love the Chiefs, if I knew like Chiefs beat Raiders 41-13, I'm not gonna probably watch that game back. Other than for a certain thing, you know what I mean? Like it's right. just not gonna. I'm not gonna watch it with the same fervor and emotion. Right. And the same will apply yeah. to pro wrestling. Right. Like mm-hmm. if I know. WrestleMania. I'm like, all right, let me watch WrestleMania. If I know Seth Rollins is going to get fucked by Cody Rhodes, like every time Seth Rollins comes out, like I'm just like, ah, all right, well, this is where it happens, right? Like, and it's yeah. not interesting. The John it's Cena shot. Right? Yeah, the John Cena comes
0: out to wrestle Roman Reigns and that leads to the SummerSlam. Well, if you fucking get, if you told it to me and then he comes out, I'm like, well, I guess this is when he challenges him for SummerSlam. That's fun. And again, this was not a, like a slight on Katie. Oh, Katie is amazing. No. It, it's more just I'll a remind bigger.
1: You, we used to read Katie's emails and they always started off with, hey yo. Hey
0: yo. That is true. Right. Oh, but look at that. Mm-hmm. Full hey yo. I, but it's just, and I know I've harped about this plenty of times, and there's probably people who are rolling their eyes like, damn it, I like it, so get over it. But I'm just telling you, you get <laughs> over it. Get
1: over well, it. I'm just <laughs> like,
0: watch. I just don't get it. What? You know, we talk about like why are you watching WWE, and we still haven't heard yet. But like,
1: nobody told narr- us much. I mean, I but, think somebody answered, tried to answer,
0: but I think we're also changing. Like, there's a perspective that is changing, right, on WWE from the hardcore fans that yeah. which we are, of, right? But someone has to tell me why you subscribe to whatever it is, the Fightful newsletter, whatever the fuck they're called, like. What is, what are you getting out of that? Is it what you said, Tim, where it's like, ha ha,
1: I knew. Who the fuck cares? Look, I get staying in tune, like we run a podcast, right? And we try to live stream and we try to interact with viewers. So like we keep our eyes tuned to it so that we can speak to things, right? But I want to speak to the TV, like what's on the TV. Yeah, but if I wasn't doing that, I certainly wouldn't look at those things with even the little bit that I do. And two, like I don't think a lot of you are doing that, right? Like, are you just doing this to go on your online form, like, and pass it off as your own understanding of yeah, what's going I just, on, or just like I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't get that either. I just I don't, don't know why get. those
0: people. Why do you want to do ruin surprises do? Yeah. too? Yeah. Yeah. Now again, there is interesting aspects that aren't on the television, right? Oh my god, this was
1: a record-setting year for AEW as far as revenue. Oh yeah. Okay. I mean, somebody's got to report on the injuries and somebody's got to report on like if a strained relationship happens and somebody leaves, like we'd like to know what happened there. Right. Like that kind of stuff. But that would be even
0: if like, Hey, you casted, uh, Matt Damon for the lead of the next Batman movie. I'm just making it up. But then six months into production he leaves. Well, what happened there? There's an interest because of that, but there's a difference if, Hey, Matt Damon's going to be the next Batman. And guess what? He kills Joker. That's yeah. going to be fucking what happens in the next movie. And you're like, what the fuck? I'm not going to go see that now. Yeah, right. It's bullshit. Right. right? I'm like
1: paying fucking, you know, $30 yeah. to go see that.
0: And why would you fucking ruin that? If yeah, why we got, you know what? That's maybe a, this is another side quest here. Let's try to fucking talk to one of those dorks. I would love to have fill in the blank insider and just be like, what is the fucking purpose of what you're doing by ruining stories? Why? That's all I want to fucking know.
1: Why? Yeah, Why makes me so aggravated anyhow. But what doesn't make you aggravated was AEW Dynamite. That was, Oh, it show. was so
0: good. Mm-hmm. It was so good. I will say this though, as we yeah. recap AEW Dynamite, it was in Thunder Rosa's hometown. She overcomes the villain, Britt Baker, to become the champion. And that is a Cinderella story. And it's refreshing in the sense that in the other promotion, WWE, you always lose in your hometown, right? Mm-hmm. However, I'm ready for some swerves in AEW. I'm not yeah. saying BWWE, but I'm ready. Like it was so,
1: yeah, I think like the max uh the MJF like that's turning what the pinnacle the- was like the last swerve I felt like we had.
0: Right, where I was like holy shit. And I'm not saying And yeah, they
1: tried to do it with the Hardy Family office, right? And that way they did they tried to, you know, but that's a low level thing.
0: Yeah, that's yeah, I'm talking about like a oh, like a wow. You're telling me Powerhouse Hobbs is now the leader of a Mujer new Source faction? Kit Jungle
1: Boy in the Dick? right
0: yeah marco stunts back and he costs uh jurassic express the tag team championships what the fuck happened there yeah i want a little bit more surprises oh that's all i'm saying just a little bit more surprises like real surprises not jeff hardy
1: yeah yeah not jeff hardy dancing while his brother's getting beat up (laughs) (laughs) priorities man i will to to jeff hardy's credit you know, when your brother's getting his ass beat, you're going to go save him, but you're also like, ah, eh, fuck, he can handle it. And fuck well, you fucking, got himself like, hey, into it.
0: Right, but you're also going to be like, you know who the fuck is yeah, here? Like, this guy. Look,
1: I'm here to save my brother. We all know he's a dick and deserves this, but like, I'm going <laughs> to, yeah. <laughs> like, so yeah. that's, that's not unbrotherly like, I will give him right. that. Yeah, that's <laughs> like, true. He's right. like, yeah, I saved you, but I also had time to flex on it. Yeah, uh, perfect. Because <laughs> I'm better than you. Um, fine. You know um with that i mean we'll take a break for another week we'll we'll recharge our batteries and you can you know download this show and listen to it and tell all your friends and do all the social media stuff for us we're on twitter's the facebook's the tiktoks all of that jazz and i mean i guess we'll end it with just a final rest in peace scott hall the spanish announce table